0: Hello there, this is another episode of the Inside the Newsroom podcast. Uh, I'm Jason Collington, editor of the Tulsa World. Uh, This is a podcast where I get to interview and talk to the writers, reporters, uh, photographers, and editors of the Tulsa World to get the story behind the stories. And this year, uh, we are continuing our investigation of uh, high-speed pursuits that are fatal uh, caused by the Oklahoma Highway Patrol uh, and the people that they are chasing and um, we are here with Corey Jones. Corey Jones is one of our, 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 our great reporters at the Tulsa World. He has dug into this story like no one else. Uh, we did a series in 2021 uh, where he really dug into this after getting some records that the OHP did not want us to have. And uh, we were able to go through, uh, get some lawyers involved, uh, go through a process, uh, get those records, and then uh, Corey was able to re- report this story like we wanted to at the beginning, um, Corey. Let's, let's let it, let us start from the beginning. Where did this story start? When did this idea of uh, fatal high-speed pursuits come onto the
1: radar for us? So this is more than five years ago. Um, we have the past. Uh, you know what? What I've been able to catalog so far is you know fifteen highway patrol chases have ended in eighteen deaths. And, Eight weren't the eluding drivers. Uh, five were uninvolved motorists, and at least two were passengers in fleeing vehicles. And the highway patrol also lost a lieutenant. One of their lieutenants died during one of these pursuits. And I say at least two passengers because there's two instances where OHP won't tell us if the deaths were the eluding drivers or a passenger inside the vehicle. And so the first round of this was there's three that happened kind of in a row fairly quickly. Um, and so we started asking questions. We just wanted to see their policy. We wanted to um, hear from them, you know, what their troopers were doing, what they were trained to do. And they wouldn't provide the policy. They didn't really offer any answers. Um, they just kind of described it as we're duty-bound to pursue people. And it's the eluder's fault for, for anything that happens.
0: And so, again, starting five years ago and going over that area, that, that time frame, you were able to kind of look at, okay, here, because, again, there's incident reports, there's different kinds of reports, but we were looking for the use of force report,
1: right? We were looking for anything related to force, because what they had been giving us was limited records that were basically just a brief summary of what happened um, in the collision report, which didn't offer very much information, but we wanted the interviews of troopers involved, of of people who were on scene or witnesses, and, and what their investigations turned up, as well as if there is any discipline and none of these troopers have have received discipline in any of these pursuits um the highway patrol has stood behind um what they did and what happened and uh so we we wanted to go um beyond the surface we wanted to actually get at the meat and potatoes so to speak of you know what was happening
0: and so what we did again it we tried very much to communicate you tried to communicate what the ohp we filed the correct paperwork to get open records, what we believe are open records. Um, they disagreed with us. Uh, we went to uh, uh, court um, and uh, got lawyers involved, um, had discussions, uh, and then we we finally did get those records. T- tell me about what was that record dump? What was that? What did that look like?
1: Well, so most recently, yeah, we did spend about a year communicating with the Highway Patrol trying to convince them the records were open and turn them over because we'd already won a lawsuit, you know, uh, a decade ago more um, for use of force records. Um, There was no reason for them to keep them secret, except they didn't want them out. Um, And so what we started to see um, when you look at all these pursuits for the past five years that ended in deaths, all but one of them, involved or i'm sorry all of them except for one was essentially for traffic violations or or minor offenses um there wasn't any any violent crimes associated with them um so when you look
0: at these are not hardened criminals that were on the run
1: no this this these were traffic infractions or just you know minor offenses and um the highway patrol pursuit policy once we finally did get a copy of it i mean it says that troopers are supposed to promote the public safety of all persons. And that means the eluders, That means the passengers, motorists themselves, um, pedestrians and, 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 you know, just all persons. But we weren't necessarily seeing that happen because of all the deaths, including uninvolved motorists and passengers and one of their own. Um, and so there are some law enforcement experts you speak with on a on a national level who say vehicle pursuits shouldn't even happen unless a violent crime is involved.
0: I know that, well, you know, the Tulsa Police Department, um, uh, they've been on live PD before that contract ended. And I know I've watched a couple episodes where they will be in pursuit of someone in Tulsa uh, and they will get a supervisor that will say, you know, cancel the cancel the pursuit. Um, that is something that happens. There's a conversation that can happen uh, when a officer is on their way or going, you know, uh, going to I think I think in the episode I saw, he said, how he, of course, the supervisor knew how fast he was going and where he was and said, okay, you know, de-escalate, s- stop the pursuit, uh, because maybe another officer was a bit closer, maybe another, uh, uh, you know, the guy had turned somewhere else. So those, those conversations we know happen um, when the pursuit starts. Uh, and so, you know, we've got it on national television of those kinds of conversations happening in our city, in our state. And so... I think one of the curiosities is that we've seen this on TV. We've seen uh, this pursuit policy be something that other, other, you know, TPD doesn't seem to have a fatal uh, fast pursuit pol- uh, problem that the OHP does. Uh, what, why, why do you think the OHP is different? Why, why do you think, again, other than the fact, the obvious thing, that they're on turnpikes and on highways most of the time?
1: I think that's some of it. Um, they they do a lot of traffic enforcement. And so if someone, I mean, and I want to say this, um, it's generally speaking, like, I mean, you, you don't flee from law enforcement. Like that's not a, a smart idea.
0: A felony in Oklahoma. A but
1: but at, but at the same point in time, just because someone flees does not mean that law enforcement or a trooper has to engage in that pursuit. Um, you're supposed to balance the factors, the risk um, of the pursuit with the benefits of apprehension. That's also in the highway patrol's policy. Um, but what I've you know, kind of found in, in the rare instances where administrators with the highway patrol have spoken with me, and also hearing troopers testify during cases um, in court, is that they feel duty bound to pursue. Like that's that's the mindset they carry into it is they're going to pursue because that's their duty. Whereas their policy uh flat says that you're supposed to evaluate the risks and benefits and you're supposed to promote the safety of all persons and sometimes promoting the safety of all persons is terminating a pursuit um or or, and i'm when i say terminate i don't necessarily mean like end it by spinning them out or stop sticks i mean just stop chasing and find another way to get the person
0: right and in one case one of the stories that was one of the most popular stories on postworld.com in 2021 was the fact that there was a high-speed chase uh where the officer had the guy's license in his pocket he had his license he knew who the person he was chasing and he still pursued him and talking about that case
1: correct so what happened was there is a, a a traffic stop that the trooper engaged in with this vehicle after a toll violation on us 412 heading um, east towards Siloam springs And so the person stopped and the trooper walked up and communicated with the guy and got his ID, uh, his license, and confirmed he had a a, a pike pass. And um, eventually through, you know, talking with dispatch, he determined that the car was stolen uh, or reported stolen. And so um, a pursuit engages when, you know, he takes off. Uh, The trooper had gone back to talk to him and confront him about it. And so he continued to, so he chased him and the speeds got up to 109 miles per hour. And the trooper did what's called a TVI, a tactical vehicle intervention, and spun him out on the highway at 109
0: miles. That's when he's hitting the back. Describe that for our audio listeners. He's hitting the back of the car
1: generally speaking yeah a tactical vehicle intervention is where you try to do some level of controlled spin out to stop the vehicle from fleeing and that's by nudging one of the rear quarter panels this one looked more like a bump in the back which it's very difficult to control vehicles at you know 100 miles per hour and so the investigation uh found that the tvi was performed at about 109 miles per hour the vehicle spun out it actually that area of highway is is uh divided but not like a divider in it um there's a there's a uh green space in between and it actually started going toward an oncoming vehicle thankfully it didn't hit the said on oncoming vehicle but the person the the eluder was ejected and hit by at least one other vehicle um right. so sure the, of, the, the,
0: the trooper hits the back of the car it spins out it ejects the driver the the, the person fleeing out of the car onto the highway
1: yeah and you can see and that in it
0: shows this and then you see cars uh hitting that person
1: you um, don't actually see the cars hitting the person but you do see the body right. flying through the air and impacting the highway
0: and 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 again this could have been like you said there wasn't one of those metal fences between the two highways this this could have he could have spun him out into the other side of traffic it ca- caused even more fatalities in this in this case.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, it could have gone that way. Thankfully, this it was didn't. it a
0: toll violation.
1: Yes, it, that was the initial traffic stop was a toll violation. And then again, he says multiple times on camera, the trooper does, that he has the person's identification in his pocket. And he'd already made the positive identification because he actually spoke with the person during the traffic stop. And so... There's at least two supervisors on scene who told them to try not to talk about this. Um, we're going to take care of it. We'll, we'll do what we need to do to, to investigate, but try not to talk about it. Someone else suggested to treat it like a shooting.
0: So we publish these stories. We get the records. We publish these stories. And unfortunately, this keeps happening. Uh, we have a case of uh, one there in Tulsa. Can you talk about the mother and daughter who were killed?
1: Yeah, so a mother and daughter, they were uninvolved motorists. Um, I believe they were leaving uh, school, um, were hit by someone who was fleeing the highway patrol in a stolen truck. Um, This is an instance where someone had witnessed the truck being stolen, flagged down a trooper and told them, and then the trooper went and found the truck and and pursued, Um, and the eluding driver T-boned the mother and daughter. In a, in a vehicle and they both died.
0: And right now, those records are still not being given to us. Even though we've gone to court, we've, we've fought with the OHP, as of right now, you still do not have the records that you have requested. That has been proven to be open records.
1: Correct. Um, this happened almost a year ago. I believe it was in February. So we're um, coming up, it's, it's been quite some time. And we don't have any records or video related to this pursuit yet. Um, I'm expecting OHP to not give us any records related to the use of force because while they aren't really being communicative with me, my read on the situation is, is they don't feel like force was used simply because the the eluding driver was the one who crashed into the vehicle that killed people. But when you think about it, pursuing is a use of force and the the highway patrol commissioner has acknowledged as much in a public legislative hearing it was an interim study on high-speed police or high-speed law enforcement pursuits in which he acknowledged that pursuits are a use of force and that's how we treat them on the use of force spectrum so So, we already know know.
0: the the boss of the OHP is the one saying is proving the point that we've been trying to make for a year to get these records
1: Yes uh, that you know it's it's force and so any records related to force should be turned over that's what both our lawsuits were about both of them well the first one we won the second one they settled with us um, providing the records and so um, I think it's kind of you can read it between the lines of the fact that they won't talk to me or engage with me in this and why they're not providing these sorts of records now is indicative that, they, they don't feel that it was actually force.
0: So I think one of the things that we try to do is, like you said, this all started when we saw a, a trend. We saw something happen, an outlier. Um, and uh, I know you've dedicated a lot of time, not only when you're not – when you didn't work on o, this OHP series in tw- last year, you were our main, one of our main COVID reporters uh, and the lead person in, in – in trying to navigate everyone through that, all that, uh, and continue to this day. Um, but I think that I want to take a note and let people know that this, you know, big stories like this that are expensive, uh, when you get, when you get, uh, lawyers involved, um, we believe is important. And, uh, you know, right now in Tulsa, um, there are some really big issues that need attention. Um, and that's what journalism is supposed to do. It's supposed to, you know, uh, Give us an idea of what's really going on. Um, there's what people think is going on, and then there's what's really going on. And um, Corey, I think one of the notes also on, on all your reporting in this on this trooper thing is we've gone through what four different leaders of the OHP um, during this time. Yes. Um, and then also we also know and have reported that the OHP is just like everyone else in law enforcement. They're undermanned. They're under. They don't have the staff uh, that they that they need. At, they're not at full levels. They're not even close. Um, uh, so not, I'm not. There is no uh, state agency. <laughs> there is no company that is that ideal. Uh, um, have the ad- ideal number of people working. Um, and uh, but again, what we are trying to get at is this is something that's happening. This is something that is killing Tulsons, This is something that is killing Oklahomans. And from what your reporting shows. It is contrary to what the rule is. And without your reporting, people would not know that. It's, um, it's
1: endangering lives. And one of the key points in all of this is that people deserve to know how and why they're being policed the way they are. Um, it's up to the people. Maybe, maybe the people are okay with this. Um, but the Oklahomans need to know this is what o- the Highway Patrol is doing in pursuits and and why and so we're trying to get at that the best we can through their records through their disciplinary process or their review process and we're we're trying to get to the bottom of it because you know every loss of life is tragic um, just because you make a poor decision and are speeding and then fleeing and and you're not supposed to doesn't mean you deserve to die exactly. um, and it doesn't necessarily justify you know putting other lives at risk or in danger. So there's, again, it goes back to there's this balance and is it worth it or not? And that's what we want to explore. That's what we want to know. We want to know how these unfold, why troopers make the decisions the way they do, how they're trained, what the culture is. And so we're trying to get at that the best way we can through these records that OHP is once again, uh, withholding from us.
0: So the fight will continue. We'll uh, continue to push for these records. Uh, I know that you got the attention of some legislators uh, in your series. I'm sure there's going to be some talk at the Capitol about this when the session starts on February 7th. Um, and I also think that people are going to be able to still read some more because, you know, with this anniversary coming up of the mother and daughter, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll write their story again. We'll let people remind them who they were, what they were doing, um, and and let people know we would love to tell you the rest of the story here. We would love to tell you what's going on, but right now we're not able to. So we'll write that story too and uh, keep on this. Corey, you did an amazing job on the series. uh, Really, really well read. Um, And again, you wrote what you could report. And what we're gonna do uh, is try to get you some more things, more records so you can report some more and get to the bottom of this story. Uh, To me, I think it's a national story because we know it's not just happening here, it's happening in other places. Um, and so, we're, again, really appreciate the work you've done on it. Um, and, and I bet, and I bet you and I are going to talk again when we when we get to COVID stuff. It doesn't seem like this is going away, and it seems like you're two or three or four stories a week on COVID uh, and the latest updates. This thing keeps changes. You know, we, it's like we're on chapter what twenty, <laughs> chapter twenty one. It seems like on this story,
1: Each chapters um, mean anything at this point in time.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, you know. You're, you're reporting the other day about you, you know, how that booster shot was it was it you're 25 times less likely uh, to uh, get Omicron if you have the booster and then what we have a 30 uh, percent booster rate uh, in our state um, as I said you're you're going to do some more reporting on that and try to again get people uh, informed on that and again just great work on all of this um, again this the idea of this podcast is simple I'm going to get the great people the Tulsa World Newsroom in front of the camera on this on this audio podcast and uh, be able to talk to them about their stories and about how, how some of the stories started, the origin stories, if you will. So uh, look, look for this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all the other places that you get podcasts. Uh, search for Inside the Newsroom, uh, Tulsa World, and uh, you'll be able to find it and subscribe. Uh, we'll try to come to you about once a week uh, through this year and start telling these stories. Corey, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. For more information, you can visit TulsaWorld.com.